0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And welcome, folks, to another edition of On Point with Victor. You are tuned into America's Web Radio and I am Victor Urban there is uh, coming to you today a uh, great day out there another uh, hot one today but folks don't get used to this it's going to change if you're in an area where it's still 90 degrees plus don't worry it's going to change and then you're going to be complaining that it's too cold because folks look when it comes to climate change if it ever stops changing then it'll be time to worry. So don't buy into all this crap that you're hearing about this and that, about the global warming and the climate change. You got nothing to fear right now. But if there ever stops becoming the changing of the seasons or if the seasons ever stop changing, then you're going to want to worry. <laughs> so... uh but take it from me, you heard it right here, it will be cold and it will be cold soon. So, all right, we're going to we got a lot to get to today. One of the first things I want to mention today is you know, I I don't like to talk much about the Fake Hispanic uh, O'Rourke. Uh this guy just gets on my everlasting nerve. Uh but I have to say, so Fake Hispanic O'Rourke is I can pretty confidently say he's never going to be president. But he just might get in an introduction into the uh, the presidential sales club because he has got to be the hottest AR-15 salesman, or at least the AR-15 salesman of the year right now. Uh, there's a uh, there was a gun store, I believe it was in Arizona, and and stay tuned for after my show because Roger will probably have the details on this. But there's a gun show, a, a gun store out there that uh, ran an ad and did a special on AR-15s and and other uh, weapons that uh, they called it the O'Rourke special or something to that nature, and they sold out within two days. So this is the greatness of America. This is the greatness of capitalism. This is the greatness of the free market. This is what I love about the American people because you have – A fake Hispanic out there, O'Rourke, who was elected – this guy was a congressman, folks. If you don't know him, he was a congressman. He was elected by people in Texas. I don't know what they were smoking at the time they elected him, but he was elected. And he served in Washington. He was a congressman. And then he ran – everybody knows uh, he ran against Ted Cruz and actually made it a way closer race than it should have been. But he ran for Senate in 2016 – I'm sorry, 2018. And uh, he made it a close race against Ted Cruz, uh, but he lost. And then, of course, then he jumps into the presidential race uh, now. And and every and if you watch the last debate, he stood there at the camera and basically said, "Hell yeah, we're going to take your AR-15s." This guy, the fake Hispanic O'Rourke, is telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to pay attention. He is telling you what the Democrat Party believes. O'Rourke has had the courage in, in his, in his ever ending quest to make himself relevant. Because look, the guy is, is at the bottom of the, bottom of the bottom. He's not polling well at all. He probably won't make the next debate. Uh, as, as CNN and MSNBC and the rest of them, along with the Democrat Party, as they start to really, really make it harder and harder for these Democrats to make the debate stage, uh, O'Rourke's going to be out soon, and he knows that. Uh, so he's throwing out and doing what he can to make himself relevant. And by doing so, he is unveiling what the Democrats all believe. And and, and that's what I want you to take from this mess that uh, O'Rourke what he's out there saying, don't don't just pass him off as a kook. He is saying what the Democrat Party believes. The Democrat Party wants to come after your guns. and O'Rourke has the courage to say it because O'Rourke is trying once again. He's trying to make himself relevant. He knows that is the heart, it's the hard left, it's the it's the activists, it's the socialist leftist activist wing of the Democrat Party. That is going to be excited about voting in the primaries. And he knows this. So he's telling them, what A, what they want to hear, but he's telling them what the Democrat Party believes. Um, so we do need to take heed. If you're a Second Amendment-loving person, look, if you're a Democrat out there, and I know quite a few of you out there who are who are gun owners in, in Georgia, uh, in Arizona, in Arkansas, in Texas, in California – if you're a Democrat and you own a gun or you or, or you want to continue to own a gun, you, you need to become a one-issue voter. And I don't say this very often, but because of what the Democrat Party is becoming and the way they're coming after guns, the way they are attacking the Second Amendment, uh, I think for once we, we're going to have to become one-issue voters. And that means you can't vote for a socialist Democrat Party of today. Got uh, a question for you? Yes. The
2: Democrats are a one-word party. What is that one word? And they're all highly educated people. Oh, they're academics to the highest yeah, degree. Yeah, and what's
1: that one word that they learned in college? Uh, I socialism probably. Impeachment. Impeach? Oh, that's the that's the that's, word of the day. That's the
2: one word that they know. They yeah. You can say president, and what do the Democrats come back with? Impeachment. You can say Kavanaugh. Impeachment. What do they come back with? Impeachment.
1: Oh, that's the, uh, that is the word of the day, the flavor of the day, and if they could impeach the Second Amendment, they would. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, but that's, that's a very good point. Uh, if you just pay attention, they can't, They couldn't take Trump out with um, saying he's a nasty, mean guy. They couldn't take him out with a fake Russia story. They couldn't take him out um, just every which way they've been trying to take him out. They haven't been able to do it, so now they're going back to we have to impeach the guy. And if you listen to the Democrats, they'll pretty much tell you when – if anybody pushes uh, Nadler, Congressman Nadler and some of these other bozos up there, when they push a little bit and say, well, on what grounds – Does Donald Trump deserve to be impeached? Some of them, Nadler actually, I know I heard him slip up and say, well, this is just how we have to, we we have to concentrate on getting rid of him. I mean, we don't have a constitution in this country as a way to just get rid of somebody we don't like. Uh, The constitution was never set up to get rid of your political adversary just because you don't like them. Uh, You know, we, we don't get rid of people just because we lost you know, if you go back to 2016, Hillary made a big stink about uh, saying Donald Trump would would not accept the results of an election. She went on and on. I, I believe she had ads. I know in the debates she went on and on every chance she got. Every time she got in front of a camera, and she talked about, well, well, Donald Trump, he's admitting he won't accept the results of election. We're going to have to be prepared that when I win. To, I mean, they were saying all this kind of stuff about how, how Donald Trump wasn't going to uh, admit defeat. Donald Trump wasn't going to accept what the people said. Donald Trump – everything she accused Donald Trump of doing, she is doing still to this day, and so is the Democrat Party, uh, which is what I've said before, folks. You know, Those of you who listen to me uh, and have listened to me for a while, if you want to know – what the Democrats are up to just listen to what they're accusing the Republicans of doing and I'm not sitting here telling the Republicans are perfect because I have a huge problem with uh, a lot of the establishment Republicans and I have a very big problem with the never Trumpers who are, are, are so called conservatives in the Republican Party um, I can rail on them all day long and, and many of you know I will uh, but, but when it comes down to talking about today's Democrat Party uh, Folks, we just, we're looking at a party in this country that just because they lost an election, they want to get rid of the president. Just because they feel like the cabinet, the seat on the justice, the justice seat, um, let me back up. I'm getting ahead of myself. Just because President Trump was able to put justice kavanaugh on the bench they want to impeach and the reason is is the democrats view the judicial branch as a wing of their party the democrats view the judicial branch as okay we if we can't get our policies legislatively then we're going to try to push get them done through the judicial branch by activism and so they looked at that bench seat they looked at that as their seat and they had it so well planned out that Hillary would be the president and Hillary would be making these nominations. So you have to get into the mindset of today's Democrat Party. They're not operating in the normal constitutional order of the country in, of which we have built. They're trying to dramatically change things and make it common that, well, we don't like him. He shouldn't have won. So we got to impeach. We don't like Kavanaugh. We've accused him of everything but being a child of God, and and there's no proof and no evidence, but we need to impeach him. Uh, it's it's pretty sad. It, it's, it's sad, sad, sad that we've gotten in to this point to where we're allowing a political party to do this. We're allowing a political party to have this kind of power. Uh, folks, the power truly resides with the people, and that's the way it's supposed to be in this country. And, and I'm going to get into some things later as we get into the topic rundown uh, about what's scary out there. What today, is, as we look going into 2020, as we look at the future of this country, talking about some of the scary things. And, and one of my points on the, on the topic rundown today of scary things are the fact that there are people out there who are voting for some of these Democrats, they're voting for people like O'Rourke. They're voting for the fake Indian Warren. Uh, they're supporting Socialist Sanders. They're supporting bumbling Biden. Um, it's, it's pretty sad, and, and, and I understand if you've been a Democrat all your life or you think you have been, you, you, you have to take off the blinders. You have to look at what these people stand for. When a party is standing up and telling you they want to get rid of fossil fuels – when a party is standing up telling you they want this so-called Green New Deal, but in order to get that, that you're going to have to suffer pain. When a party looks at you and says, we want to own your health care, we want to own you. When a party says that, it's time to get away from that party. And the only way to bring the Democrat Party back to what it was of, say, the Kennedy days is, is going to be, let's just say, be slapping them across the face, and the way to do that is through the voting box. These people need to be defeated, and they need to be defeated astronomically. Every one of these people running, whether it's a House race, a Senate race, the presidential race, uh, your local uh, community, you know, your your local government race. These Democrats need to be defeated. Now, I am not telling you to go run to the Republican Party. If if you're in a, if you've got a state government, let's you're sitting in Georgia, you're sitting in Arkansas, you're sitting in California, you're sitting in Texas, and you're and you're in a, a local area, and you're you're about to go into 2020, and, you, and you've got to elect your city council, you've got to elect your state representative, your state senator. I'm not telling you to run to the Republican Party. But you can sure look at the Libertarian Party. You can look at some uh, independent candidates. Uh, And, of course, look at your Republican Party. Demand that these guys get get their – let's just say their outlook right. Go back to the Constitution because the Democrats aren't going to do that. And until they start to lose, it's the only thing they'll understand is losing. Democrats will understand that. Okay, folks, we're going to go to our first break here, and when we get back, I'm going to get into the topic rundown. So you hang tight. We will be right back. This is On Point with Victor, America's Web Radio.
2: Get your pen and paper ready. If there is a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is a Town Movers, Timothy and the Guys Column.
3: do you want to ace your upcoming survey exam the nlc prep combo has everything you need to help you crush your upcoming fs ps florida psm california POS, or texas rpls exam Combos include a full length practice exam book with the same number of questions and category types as the actual exam. A pre programmed HP 35 with 17 programs to solve those time consuming equations such as Kogo, triangles, traverses, and more in seconds. A complete online course is included that covers every topic of the exam with videos, workbooks, quizzes, and a full-length practice exam that simulates the computer-based format of the FS and PS exam. That gives you not just one, but two full-length practice exams to help fully prepare you for test day. Visit us at nlcprep.com for more information and let us help you crush your exams.
0: We're listening to America's Web Radio on the America's Broadcast Network.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen.
1: This is on point with Victor. I am Victor Armandiz. So you know when we went before we went to break, I, I mentioned uh, a a scary some scary times. And 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 going into twenty twenty. I'm not just talking about uh, what faces the country from the outside, and, and we'll get into some of that in a little bit. Uh, but part of the, the the scary things that I'm talking about are the facts that, like I mentioned before break, that some of these radical Democrats are getting elected. The Omars, the uh, Rush, Rashids, the uh I'm gonna forget the other girl's name the, the you know, and Ocasio Cortez and uh, Nadler, look what Nadler is doing. Um, these these people are getting elected. Uh, the fake Hispanic O'Rourke. He almost got a uh, he almost beat Ted Cruz. I mean that's that would have been such a travesty. but but these people are winning and that's kind of scary because that means a lot of American people are being fooled and and again, I don't want you to be fooled by the Democrats. I don't want you to be fooled by the Republicans, uh, the establishment Republicans, the never trumper Republicans. Uh, they're putting themselves first. They're putting themselves before the people of this country. And that is what's gotta stop. And the only way to get through to these elected officials is to throw them out. And that's why I tell you, look for that independent candidate, look for that libertarian candidate, look for the Republican that you, that you like. Folks, there are some good Republicans that are running that, that are not running as establishment Republicans, and the establishment Republicans that are in Washington can't stand them. Uh, they didn't like me when I ran. They're not going to like some of these other p- people that, 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 are gonna, that are running in 2020. Uh, pay close attention to my show in the, in the future weeks, as I will have more candidates come and speak to me. And I'll speak to any candidate that that, will, that is brave enough to come in here, uh, whether they're Democrat, Republican, conservative, independent, establishment Republican, doesn't matter to me. I will bring them in. And and listen, folks, if you have a candidate that you want to come in on this show and sit with me and, and have a debate or, or get their platform out, uh, contact them and tell them to contact the uh, on point with victor show and they can do that by emailing victor at americaswebradio.com or emailing gm at americaswebradio.com gm at americaswebradio.com have your candidate of your choice if you like them have them contact me i will bring them on um i will challenge them i'm not going to play footsies here with any candidate no matter what party they're in. Now, you guys know me. I'm not going to be mean. I, I, I don't believe in doing that. I'm not going to play gotcha, any of that, that those, the, none of that. But I do want candidates to come in and sit down with me and let the people know where they stand. There will be no questions given ahead of time. There will be no agreed-upon subjects, topics. There will be no topic that can be deleted from discussion. Uh, if a candidate tells me that, they're not coming on. Because if you're going to be willing to represent a, a constituency, then you're not going to come on this show and try to hide something from the constituents that you're trying to get to vote for you. Uh, so I'm just putting that out there. So if you find a candidate or if you're a candidate out there listening to me right now, because I know some of you are, uh, contact me. GM at AmericasWebRadio.com. Victor at AmericasWebRadio.com. I will get you on. I want to talk to you. But we're not going to sugarcoat anything, and we're not going to delete any topics. We're going to just we're going to talk about where you stand, because the American people got to know. Because, folks, we the people still have the power in this country, and the only way to get that message to Washington and to bust that Washington bubble is to start sending different people to Washington. We've got to get, and, and and I mean that for both sides, especially though for the Democrats. I'm hard on the Democrats because. Today's Democrat Party has gone full-on socialist, and, and I'm sorry, when, when you are a member of Washington or a member of, of uh, the candidate elite, and, and what I mean by that is if you are a candidate and you're running and, and you want to represent this country in Washington, and you're going to tell me that you're going to take over my health care, you're going to take over what I eat You're going to take over what I drive. You're going to tell me where I can live. You want to tell me just one thing after another that you're going to control. You want to take away my right to self-defense. It's one thing after another with today's Democrat Party, folks, and it's got to stop. Uh, I understand if you are... If you believe the Democrat Party is better for the gay people, if you believe the Democrat Party is better for the Hispanic people, if you believe the Democrat Party is better for the black people, it's time for you to wake up because that may have been true. And I'm not saying it is true, but that may have been true in the Kennedy era and before. But it's not true today. And I sit here today as a as a fellow Hispanic uh, who who would never vote for a Democrat today. Um not today. Not today's Democrat. And again, when you're coming after my health care, when you're telling me you want to control the economy, when you're telling me you want to tax the bejesus out of everybody, uh, that's not a good platform. That's not something I want to get behind. And, and, and no American should get behind that. Now, if that means we need to swing the pendulum over and throw out a lot, of lot, of lot of Democrats and get some Republicans elected, uh, then I think we need to do it. Because that's what's going to get the Democrats back in line. If you're if you're so beholden to the Democrat Party, they're taking you for granted. So the only way for you to get that power back is to throw them out, swing that pendulum to the Republican side, and then let's we'll start working things out. And trust me, folks, I I kid you not. That's that's what we need to do. And what have you got to lose? Uh, we went we went through eight years of a previous administration with a stalemate of an economy Um, we went through eight years of a previous administration being told that slow growth was the new norm that no jobs was the new norm Uh, now they're telling us open borders needs to be the new norm Uh, these are these are bad policy folks and they're going to bring this country down they're going to create poverty Uh, and and that's not something we should do in this country. We should be elevating everyone, and and that's what's been happening in the last two and a half years. Whether you like President Trump or not, his policies are working. If you're never Trumper out there, everything you've so-called been fighting for, Trump has enacted. So the performance of the policy of the last two and a half years, you cannot deny. And when policy is put into effect, I don't care who does it. I don't care if it's Democrats or Republicans or Libertarians or Independents. When that policy works and helps the American people, and I mean wages are going up, that's happening today. Unemployment is falling, that's happening today. Hispanic unemployment is through the roof, that's happening today. Black unemployment, through the roof, that's happening today. If you're a black voter out there, you're having one of the easiest times ever to find a job, to fend for yourself, to become independent, to take care of your family. That's happening today under President Donald Trump and his policies. The policies are enabling these things to happen. If you are a woman today, it's never been a better job market. That's happening today. So we're going beyond words. The actions of the policy, the results of the policy is is benefiting every so-called victim group that the Democrat is trying to hold hostage. So that's why I'm telling you today to let the Democrat party go. A lesson needs to be learned or needs to be taught to the Democrat party today, and the only way you're going to do that is by letting them go. Look, the black population votes for Democrats about 90% of the time, uh, or, uh, or about 90% of the black population votes Democrat, uh, probably 70% or so of the Hispanic population votes Democrat. If you believe you are a group, a victim group, if you believe that you're being held back and you want to blame politicians and you want to be beholding to the Democrat party, then you've got to send them a message because they're ignoring you. They take, especially if you're a black voter out there, the Democrat Party's taking advantage of you the most. And if you're a Hispanic voter out there, the Democrat Party is taking advantage of you the second most. Uh, the only way to bring them back to check is to let them go. Vote for that Republican. Give him a chance because you can always throw him out. Vote for the Libertarian. Give him a chance. You can always throw him out. Vote for the independent. Give them a chance. You can always throw them out. You vote every two years for your representative. And to continue to vote for a Democrat who has been promising you, who has been promising you the same thing year after year after year after year. The Democrat is the one that tells black people that they're victims. The Democrat tells Hispanics that they're victims. The Democrat tells the gay population that they're a victim. The Democrats tells you the whatever group you want to name that you're a victim. The only people that aren't a victim in this world today, in the Democrats' eyes, are, are the white people. So it's got to be pretty hard today to be a white guy. So I think there was a song out there. It's, oh gosh, it's gonna. It's I'll think of it later, but uh, it's got to be hard to be a white guy in these times. Even a white woman, uh, unless you're a fake Indian and you do what uh, Elizabeth Warren did, uh, but but. Understand the the point here, folks. Uh, I, I've I've kind of got off on this tangent here and gotten away from from what today's show is going to be, and I'll get back to that. But this is important. This is important. You have all the power in your hands through your vote. Uh, none of these Antifa idiots out there that are running around or have got your interest in heart at heart. Uh, none of these protesters who get paid to protest—that's their job. They don't have your your needs or, or, or any, anything that relate, really relates to you, they don't have you in mind. Um, you, you know what's best for you. And, and let me tell you, you're being taken advantage of. So it's time to slap the Democrat Party down a few notches. And uh, we can do it together. We the people can do it together. And we can really, really, really get things changed just through our vote. All right, folks, hang on right there. We're going to be right back. Short break here. You're listening to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio.
2: This is David Donaldson with the Atlanta Healing Center, conveniently located in Lawrenceville, Georgia. At AHC, your success is our goal. Addiction recovery is about more than just not using. It's about becoming a whole person and addressing all aspects of your physical, psychological, and social needs. Please call us at 770-696-9862, or you can reach us on the web at www.atlantahealingcenter.com. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works. 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is On Point with Victor. Uh, you are listening to, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. <laughs> this is On Point with Victor. You know, folks, it's a live show. It doesn't always go as planned. Uh, so we, uh, we're gonna move on to some, some, we've got some, some major topics that, that I do want to get to, a couple of big ones. Um, but right now, uh, we've got a caller that I want to bring on the line. Uh, Larry, are you there? Yeah, Victor, how are you doing? Excellent, good, good. How are you doing today, Larry? I'm doing fine. Just dealing with
4: the odds and ends happening in my life, but
1: excellent. So, Larry, I uh, you call it a great time because I was just about to go into a little bit about Iran. Okay. Um, if folks, uh, just in case you didn't hear about it, so Iran launched ten drones. Now, 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 understand this: ten drones. They were able to control 10 drones armed with missiles, fly over, and attack a Saudi uh, pipeline. They knocked out 5% of of Saudi's oil production. They did it with 10 drones from – I can't remember the distance. So they were undetected, fired the missiles, destroyed 5% of Saudi's oil. Now, Larry, what comes to me immediately is, okay, I – uh, let me let me deviate a little bit. I, I like Rand Paul, but I disagree with him on the isolationism that I think he leans too much towards. And I was kind of I, I, I've been supportive of Trump for being very restraint. But when Iran shows that they can take 10 drones armed with missiles, take out a Saudi oil field undetected, we need to take note of that. The world should take note of that. Because, Larry, what happens when they, when they perfect their ballistic missile, uh, when they perfect that technology, and then they get a nuke? Larry, what do you think they would do?
4: Well, I think if they got a nuke, then we'd be in, in, kind of in trouble. They'd be like in a box with like North Korea because we know they'd use it if they had it. I think what's happening is Iran is, is, is obviously a terrorist country, and they're hurting right now. The sanctions that the President Trump has kept on them. Has caused them to go desperate, do desperate things, and I think the proper thing is not for us to militarily respond. We've sold weapons to Saudi Arabia; they have the weapons to take care of this. They need to respond, and and so we can we can kind of back them up a little bit. But they they pretty much take the lead on this because it was their country.
1: Exactly. And but Larry, you know, Larry, you're you're a former former Navy, correct? Correct. So do you know where the Fifth Fleet resides?
4: Uh, seventh is out of Hawaii. Fifth, I'm not sure off the top of my head.
1: It it it, uh, it resides in, don't worry, I it's didn't gonna know either. The, it's
4: going to be on the west coast because yeah. odd number.
1: Actually, it's in uh, uh, Bahrain. Yeah. Okay,
4: that would be, I was stationed there, but I didn't think it was fifth. I can't remember if it was fifth.
1: Yeah, I believe it, and you know what, Larry, I could be wrong, but I believe it's no, the you fifth. you
4: could be right because seventh is out, out of Hawaii or yeah. whatever, Pacific coast. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I know the odd, even number is going to be on the west coast, or <laughs> the east coast.
1: So we have a fleet parked there in Bahrain, and if anybody wants to, uh, if you're not familiar with Bahrain, pull up pull up a map and look where Bahrain is. Uh, Larry, what do you think Iran would do with those drones, with nukes? Well,
4: I think they're trying to, because again, like they're desperate for anything else. What they did is when they attacked um, Saudi Arabia, they took out, I think Saudi Arabia provides 5% of the world's oil supply, but I think they took out more than 5% of their Saudi They yeah. took out one factory, or whatever manufacturing uh, refinery, that produced 50% of um, for that company. I think the company's name is Arabia.
1: Yeah, they um, provide a lot of oil to Asia.
4: Okay. Well, that the, you got to look at what, what that did. Our Armco was the their main fan manufacturing that they took out. Three weeks ago, or back in August, Armco um, tried to get an IPO, and they got several banks, not Chase Manhattan, but um, several of the um, major banks around the world and in the U.S., to try and do an IPO. By hitting that refinery and shutting it down by 50% of the production, it hurts the pressure of that IPO actually going online. Mm. Because Saudi Arabia needs oil to be at a certain price per barrel, and because it's not, and I think it's like $80 a, a barrel for Saudi Arabia to be profitable. Mm-hmm. And when it's not, when it's below 80 bucks a barrel, they're not profitable, and that's why you saw uh, a couple of years ago, Saudi Arabia, for the first time, offered bonds to try and make up the shortfall on what they have on money. Mm. And, that, and so they, you know, with the United States having uh, doing this shell-to-oil production, mm-hmm. and now we're the leading producer of oil, mm-hmm. that's keeping the oil supply below $65 a barrel. That's yeah. hurting Saudi Arabia and other oil rich nations from making their, pay, making their bank that they need to do to, to keep the people at ease.
1: Right. Well, and
4: so... And that's why you see this is going to hurt. Uh, Saudi Arabia, for the first time, took on debt back in in 76 or whatever. Mm -hmm. They actually took on debt.
1: Hmm. Wow. Wouldn't it be nice if we were uh, used to not taking on debt in this
4: Well, with the oil being high, because they they were able to cover everything. Well, right. They they got rich.
1: Well, they were, and everybody depended on them, including the U.S. Correct.
4: That's why you saw everybody always caving to Saudi Arabia, and they said about oil. They were caving to Saudi Arabia. you got to look back why we, we backed Saudi Arabia. This was back when Nixon did this. Mm-hmm. When we went off the gold standard, Nixon had a deal, because before you could buy oil in any currency, and well, I guess I'm going to get back up further, when you look at World War II, after World War II, all these Asian nations, European nations were in turmoil. The only one who was strong was the United States, and the Soviet Union was then trying to take over Eastern Europe. And so nobody's everybody had to then fall to the U.S. currency because we're the only ones that were not in shambles. Hmm. Then you had us on; we were on the gold standard, so we, our money was backed by something. Right. Then Nixon and the people in in government and everything else—they got greedy. The people, power players, they want to do more. And if you're tied to gold, you can you're limited in how much money you can produce. And so they said, well, we're never going to just print money willy-nilly, although that was the plan. So he took us off the gold standard and then but nor do you have to have your money tied to something, the agreement was with Saudi Arabia and the royal family that they would purchase only sell oil based in US dollars. And so that established the United States as being the world currency, US dollars being the world currency. Hmm. And because of an agreement back then and our agreement was we would they would sell only in US dollars if we protected the, the Saudi Arabia and the royal family. Right. So right. Thats that so now, when oil now they 're losing money and we're not and now we're able to make up the shortfall, right you have risk of maybe not being the world currency. I think we still will be because you look at I think it was like ninety nine percent of all international bank transactions go through u s servers and mm-hmm. are converted in u s dollars right and the reason is because we're the, we have so many regulations and monitoring how our bank transactions are done we don 't have our finger in the till where if you look at China and Russia and these communist and socialist nations the governments have their finger in the till, and they're taking percentage of the, of the pie mm-hmm. of the money that gets transferred through, goes through their own, their currency. Oh, absolutely. And so no businesses want to do it in their currency. Mm-hmm. They want to do it in U.S. dollars because right. we have so many regulations that keep that from happening. So we could still stay the be the world currency simply by making a regulation that anything going through U.S. Um, transactions happening through U.S. servers must be in U.S. dollars.
1: Right, and, and that will probably remain the same unless... Uh, the fake, I would hope so. Unless the fake Indian uh, Warren gets elected, which we can get into later. Because
4: and and see, look <laughs> at the 92% of... I was researching today, 92% of oil purchases were in U.S. dollars wow. around the world. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, and that that's a, a whole other... You know, those are very, uh, very... Gave me a lot to think about, didn't I? <laughs> right. Well, no, because you do, You always do Larry, you always do, but no that 's a great history point of history that that just doesn 't get taught you 're not going to see the media go over what you just went over larry and and uh, and and it 's great and that 's why I love it having you call in um, but you but it 's right and 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 when you look at where we are today, where we 've come in two and a half years to to be energy independent that 's all because of trump it's and it is all because of President Trump. Larry, can I hate to think of what would happen if Hillary was had been elected, because we would be sitting here today with uh, five, six, seven dollar gas going, to go probably on its way to over eight dollars. Oh
4: yeah, you you wouldn't see the shell. you wouldn't see right. the expansion oh, the, in the pipeline. Like President Trump just announced today, he was approving, we pushing for this pipeline in in Texas.
1: Right. And, and and that's what I. That's another thing. I you know I went off on some tangents in the beginning of this show. And that's another reason right there to to walk away from the Democrat Party is because if those if the Hillary's and the Obama people were still in control today, we would be suffering really bad right now because we would still be dependent on on the Middle East. And we would be sitting here today with gas lines. We would be sitting here with with on our way to eight dollars plus a gallon. My gosh, California would probably be over ten dollars by now and yep. and it would be cuz we would be beholding beholding to them and then the democrat party knowing this would still shut down fracking they would still shut down uh drilling permits they're not going to allow um, refinery permitting uh, they wouldn't allow uh, pipelines i mean larry where do where do these these socialist green party democrat liberals where do they think they're going to get the power to uh power their batter or charge their batteries for their electric cars.
4: I don't think they consider that. They'll still have, you know, because they'll be working for the government, they'll still have access to their own fuel farms. So they'll still be able to move about. You look at all your communist nations and the people are living poor as can be, look at Zimbabwe, but the government can still move around where they want. It doesn't affect them yeah. because they maintain control of it.
1: And that's a great point, Larry, because whenever you look at socialism, it's never, ever, ever for the for the elitists, when when Bernie Sanders talks about we're going to have to endure pain when we take over your health care, Bernie Sanders will look at you right on that CNN camera and tell you that we're going to have to have some pain when I outlaw private insurance. He says that. But, Larry, who's the one person that's not going to feel any of that pain? Well,
4: Bernie's Bernie Bernie's a millionaire, Sanders. and he's done nothing but work for the government his entire life. Yeah.
1: But he'll never have to endure any of the growing pains that he talks about. None of the elitist will. The government elite and their buddies in, in the big corporate uh, uh, America where uh, the crony capitalism happens, which the Democrats always accuse the Republicans have. But my goodness, if you really want to get down to who's in bed with corporate America and do and just promoting crony capitalism, it's the Democrat Party. And these people would never, ever suffer. Uh, Just like, Larry, when I talk about education, you and I have talked about this before. Um, The people's kids will have to endure indoctrination, but the elitist children, all the Washington kids, they get to go to the best, most expensive private schools out there, and we pay for it. Oh, yeah. So it's just... uh, it, well, it,
4: here's here's the thing. When they want to do free college, think about this. They say they want to do free college and waive everybody's debt. Well, what about the people who don't go to college? They go to a trade school. They go to mm-hmm. right right. They, they so they say, I want to go work in the fields right now. I don't want more schooling. But that means those people who made chosen different paths and right and, 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 and can be just as successful. You have more millionaire chefs than you do rappers. You know, music stars. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be. But they're going to be taxed now. And they're going to be paying for other people to go to college, and, and they chose not to. So now you're penalizing someone who didn't go to college, making them pay for someone who did go to college. So
1: once again, you're and that's wrong. Well, once again, we're going to, we're going to punish success. We're going to punish achievement. We're going to punish productivity, because you may have wanted to skip college, go to a trade school, or get out there and start doing your trade, or or invent the next uh, best farming piece of equipment. You know who knows, but. You'll do that and succeed, and then you'll be punished for it. Larry, hang on right there if you can. Sure. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to On Point with Victor, America's Web Radio.
0: Forty-five years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation, Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport.
2: Here's a move in your near future. I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers, Timothy and the Guys column.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the Americas Broadcast Network.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, have on the phone uh, Larry Gause. Uh, Larry, real quick, um, let's get through a couple more things before you have to get off the phone because I know you're going to have to go soon. Um real quick what do you think our reaction to Iran should be well, or or response what should our response be
4: I think that we will back Saudi Arabia and what they need but Saudi Arabia needs to take the lead okay. I think we need to you know and then continue the production of oil to make up any shortfalls that they have See I, and I think the president behind the scenes needs to, because there there's an agreement was made between the president of the United States with the royal family needs to be talking to that royal family about what what can do to help them because of the fact that they had you know keeping the U.S. dollar, we can always let, at any point because we control the servers or the the currency things being traded in U.S. dollars, kind of can mid, keep keep that in, in check. But I think we just need to let the royal family in the Saudi Arabia, they need to respond and we'll back them up where they need to when they request our help. But they have to formally request it. See, I they have to take the lead, so it doesn't yeah. look like the United States is trying to take over everything.
1: Right. I agree 100%, and this is where I'll agree with Rand, Rand, Paul. We don't need to police the world, but where I deviate from Rand Paul is I believe what can be behind, what can be done behind the scenes, and and maybe Rand Paul believes this. I, I you know, who knows? But I 100%, Larry, you are correct.
4: They they have to announce it. They have to actually make people hear them. Right. We need the United States the, to help. Us. The
1: Saudi will publicly have to go and, and ask and do it in front of any camera and, 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 and in a statement they'll have to ask but but what we can do now is through the power that we have and the military might that we have in the Middle East I think we need to help Saudi let Saudi be the face and there's going to have and a response is going to have to be made but I agree it needs to be the Saudis because they were the ones attacked uh, we can fend for ourselves right now we we do have we are the leading product, producer of oil now so I think we should offer uh to cover the saudi and and here's the thing i would do i I would offer a discounted saudi price um you know i would work something out with them so that we can cover them so there's little very little disruption to the flow of their oil and the and the and the sales they were making we could pick up that slack and that's going to put pressure on iran look larry i think you'll agree with me that what iran iran is like a petulant child Iran is the the child who's throwing a tantrum every chance they can get because they want the the um, sanctions, sanctions they want the sanctions lifted. Iran the only thing the Ayatollah goofballs care about is their lifestyle, their money. They don't care about their people. They, but oh, yeah. they, but they do care about the money and their lifestyle and the only way they're going to keep that up is to get these sanctions reduced or lifted.
4: Well the, the people are rising up. In fact, before Obama lifted everything, it was already looking at possibly regime change. Right. The sanctions were working that were put in place beforehand, and he released them. And then don't forget, Obama gave them, what, $150 billion billion. in unmarked bills and gold on pallets in the middle of the night. On a
1: pallet in the middle of the night on the runway.
4: And no one in Congress has has yet, especially on Democrats, told me where that money came from. Nope. Where'd, Where'd you got that? But, so the people are rising up, so just keep those sanctions. Go even harder with them. Mm-hmm. And don't let up on that. And well, if people don't also don't understand. I, one more point I want to make, real quick. In the United States, for our production, they just got released last week or whatever, a month ago. We have 1.8 trillion barrels of oil through this shale production available. Mm-hmm. That will cover the United States with energy for the next 1,000 years. They predicted mm-hmm. that includes with gro- growth. So we're fine. Mm-hmm. So you know that. that so we just got to look at how to, con- you know. Bring other people in check there because we can make up the shortfall. That's why President Trump said today we'll fill up. Our, we have these reserves and we'll pump our we'll reduce them right back. we reducing so well.
1: Yeah, and he act, he announced also that it was going to reduce some, uh, release some of the reserves to counterbalance uh, any price increase. Just because the markets are freaking a little bit, um, and I think it, it won't take long before everybody realizes that we are covering that slack and we are going to have uh, Saudis back and that. It, People are going to understand every day, more and more every day that the United States is self-sufficient now. The United States is not dependent on Middle Eastern oil, and that makes such a – oh, my goodness, Larry. The security standpoint that we're in right now because of the fracking and because of where we are with the last two and a half years – I can't. I mean, people just don't understand what that means. I really think.
4: Oh, that, absolutely! You know. it's, it's, this is a good thing that what President Trump has done since he's been in office, mm-hmm. making us energy independent and keeping us out of all, the, all, the, all these other problems and conflicts.
1: Absolutely, because Trump can stand there. You know, here's the other funny thing, Larry. Uh, Donald Trump can 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 act with restraint like he is because of his policies because he has aided in making us energy independent is the reason why we can do what every Democrat says they want every Democrat says they want restraint every Democrat says they don't want war they don't want innocent people killed well you have a president right now and a United States right now that is powerful and independent enough to where we can sit back and go okay let's analyze what we need to do there's no rash bombings we need to make and and to all the hawks out there Look, I, I understand where they're coming from, but, but I don't even think they understand the power that the, that we're in right now. And I understand the the Larry they fear that we're going to show weakness. While if we did nothing, if we didn't push Saudi to do something, then yes, I think we're going to show weakness. But I do think that that, that the Saudis will do something, and we will have their back. And I think that's well, the way to go.
4: Well, think about with their energy independence. Back in in March of this year. What does OPEC and them do? They said they're going to reduce their production of oil because they need to bring the price of oil back up. It was at fifty dollars a barrel, and they need—they said we're cutting back on the production of oil, and that raised the price up to sixty-five. Well, what did Trump do? We're going to allow for increased production of oil. And that brought them back down because Saudi wanted to get the oil up to eighty dollars a barrel. They need right. to be at eighty dollars a barrel to be to, to uh, live to a the life profit. that
1: they've been living. Yes, exactly. And so
4: by Trump increasing uh, production, it kept the the price per barrel from going above sixty five. Right, and that's what's hurting. It's like, holy crap, what are we going to do now? Because <laughs> right. they used to always control. You always saw how the OPEC would meet, and we're limiting production, and and they were doing, and it was all to keep the money per barrel where it made them the most most profit.
1: Absolutely, and we have a comment and from... And now they
4: can't do
1: that. I think we have a comment coming here from David. You know,
2: this will... Well, you mentioned it a minute ago, uh, Victor, about having Saudis back. You know, I would hope Trump would stand up and say, okay, yeah, we've got your back, but it's going to cost you and mm-hmm. collect this time. You know how many? How much have we gotten out of Kuwait for bailing them out? Zero. How much have we gotten out of Saudi for protecting them? Pretty much zero. (laughs) Pretty much zero. I mean, when you look at it, you know, I'm getting tired of going in any place and protecting anybody's back, Mm -hmm. particularly like a Venezuela or any Mm -hmm. place else that has had had plenty of money.
1: And uh, certainly Saudi and uh, Kuwait. Right. And, and Iraq. And Iraq. You know, that's a great point. And, Larry, that makes me think of a good strategy that we can tell uh, Donald, uh, President Trump. Uh, maybe he needs to put some, as David says, we should demand a return. And that return can be, okay, Saudi, uh, you need to let your girls go to school. You need to start letting oh, women I, be I, educated. I,
4: I think David makes an excellent point. That because we haven't really been getting, you know, because keep in mind, half of the hijackers came from Saudi. Right. Whatever so they, right. they have their own idea on their regime, what they want to do. Hey, interesting Let's, point. Now I'm gonna I gotta get going real quick. Okay. For you look at border security and anything else that we have with our country. It just found out today. Whatever, I was reading an article from the a books coming out today from the editor of Breitbart that we 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 spend ten times more on protection wall border for security for other nations, foreign governments than we do on our own security.
1: Hmm. it's crazy.
4: And so you know, we need to get something out of this. Hey, I got to go. Thank okay. you for letting me
1: call in. Absolutely, Larry. You have a great you have a great day, and say hello to the girls. All right. Um, so, folks, that that's some very good points. And 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 just like David said, uh, we do need to start de- demanding some type of return because for years, for years, for years, people are used to the United States rushing in and 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 saving the day, or the United States standing up behind somebody else so they can stand up to their adversary. And it's about time that we get paid. And, and when I say get paid, maybe that means, like I said a while ago, it's time for Saudi to, to, to stop and, and get rid of some of their archaic laws that they hold on their people. Uh, it's time for them to flush out any remaining terrorist out of that country. Um, you know, these are some things that we really should, should do. And, and so, David, that was a great point. And no wonder your nickname is the legend. <laughs> so, uh, so, folks, that uh, we, those are just when, – when we look at – look, every issue has a lot of points. So don't get bogged down when you're hearing uh, one side tell you that um, everything's going to hell in a handbasket, and then you hear the other side that says, oh, we've got to go blow them into eternity. Uh, because the answer lies in the middle. And when you look at Iran, we have Iran on the ropes they are on the ropes. Their economy is in shambles. And believe me when I tell you, and history is on my side. The only things the thing the ayatollahs in Iran care about is their lifestyle. The ayatollahs and the elite in Iran do not live like the people in Iran. They have everything they ever want. They have every American, uh, everything we enjoy here in America. The ayatollahs have. Uh, they they. The money, the food, the transportation, the Rolls Royces, the BMWs, that you name it, the planes, they have it. They don't always show it, and our media is complicit in not showing you a lot of these things. But these people, the Ayatollahs in Iran, care about their lifestyle. And the only way they can maintain that is to be given money. Oh, let's like the $150 billion that the Obama administration dropped on Iran's runways. That was ridiculous and ridiculous, ridiculous, because it all it did was lift those ayatollahs and keep them in power. They didn't give any of that money to the people. You think they put in, incubator, uh, incubators anywhere to help Iranians grow their businesses? Hell no. That money stayed with the ayatollahs. That money stayed with the elitist. And so we've got to understand when we look at Iran that right now we've got them on the ropes. We don't need to go blowing them into oblivion right now. We just got to keep doing what we're doing with the sanctions. We've got to also put more pressure on them because there's certain things that aren't aren't being sanctioned that we need to go ahead and do. Uh, we need to stand with the people when they start to rise up because they're starting to do that. Uh, we will hopefully stand behind Saudi. Saudi does need to take the lead. They deserve to be able to protect their territory, and their territory was attacked. And I think uh, President Trump, um, knowing him like I think I know him, uh, I, I believe, and I just mean by the type of person I think I know that he is. I believe they're going to go in, and Donald Trump will be behind Saudi, and something's going to happen. They're, they will retaliate in, in an appropriate way, and then we will continue these sanctions. And look, if we keep this strong and we re-elect President Trump in 2020, I would almost predict that Iran is going to go through some big changes in the next four years, and it's going to be a good thing. It's going to help this country and the security of the world. So, folks – I think I'm going to have to leave it there. We're probably – we're getting close to the end of the show. There's a few things I know I didn't get to. Um, I, one of the topics I wanted to get to was journalism, uh, is it dead? Uh, when you look – go look up a story the New York Times did, a hit piece on Kavanaugh. It was a, a story that ended up being 100 percent not true, 100 uh, percent not verified, no evidence, but yet they put this out there so they could create a narrative that the media could run with to try to impeach Kavanaugh. It is absolutely ridiculous what journalism has turned into, and we'll have a discussion on this maybe next week uh, because journalism has effectively died. Uh, when you've got fake story after fake story after fake story coming out of CNN and MSNBC, and now the New York Times – well, it's not the first time the New York Times did it – then we have a problem with journalism, and and it's sad, folks. And. Look, we have the First Amendment, so I'm not saying to change anything. I'm just saying that we as people need to be aware of it. So, all right, folks, we've got to leave it right there. You guys have a great rest of your week. Tune in next week for On Point with Victor. Uh, Stay tuned right now for Locked and Loaded with Roger B. All right, folks, you have a good one. We're listening to America's Web Radio.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.